It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas Spring Break Edition, uh, and uh, we've, we're visiting with uh, Nikki Collin, and uh, Nikki is uh, getting ready for a big game Friday, two versus fifteen. Baylor gets the two seed. Nikki, it did cross my mind this morning uh, thinking about uh, you and, and your. Uh, uh, your family, I, I would say, given your history with uh, basketball, WNBA, college, have you ever had like a traditional spring break trip, or do those have to kind of be postponed till after the uh, after the school year? Yeah, you know, I mean, not in the years that we were in college. When uh, when I was, uh, it was actually one of the advantages to being in the WNBA was, um, you know, having a natural Christmas break. Um, having spring break. I mean, one year Tom and I took the girls on a cruise. My son had been invited to go skiing, so he opted to to take that route. And so, uh, no. And in fact, my kids, uh, spring break isn't until April. Um, So hopefully, hopefully they're in Minneapolis for spring break. But I know as of right now, they have uh, all been invited by friends to hit 30A, which is where all the uh, Atlanta area people head to the panhandle of, uh, Florida for spring break. Yeah, I've, we've only been doing that for about two, 20 years now. Uh, the uh, seaside experience, Rosemary Beach. Although I did, by the way, see that Rosemary Beach, uh, 38 degrees the other day. So uh, wow. <laughs> you knew what I was talking about with 38 then. But I was. Oh gosh. Everyone understands that. Like I remember when I first started seeing 38 stickers on cars, like uh-huh. stickers, and I'm like, what's that? And then uh-huh. all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, it's. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge. Uh, it's obviously, like you said, Atlanta, Southern, but also Texas Texans, uh, in particular, uh, Dallas people like crazy flock to uh, 30A and Bud and Alleys yep. and the whole. Uh, that's where I used to see Sean Payton um, and okay, uh, Jason yep. Witten. You know, all those guys uh, uh, like to uh, vacation there. Uh, now let's get to the business at hand. Um, I, I thought that was a. Uh, I thought it was a fun tournament run. I know that was really disappointing the way it ended, but I hear coaches sometimes talk about the upside to, um, you know, occasionally losing, which you guys hadn't done in a long time. I think you had 12 straight wins going into that. It kind of recalibrates you. I hear coaches talk, use that word. Um, what was the – what's the team's reaction to it? Obviously, dis- disappointment, not winning the championship, but um, do, do you kind of feel the – the, the fire's burning even more, and and uh, have you have you liked the response to that so far? Yeah, I'll tell you, like, um, you know, just based on timing, and I'm not um, – I may have said this on our, our talks before, but, like, I'm not someone that immediately goes into the locker room after every game. Now, this is one I did. Um, I, I always kind of believe in, like, never too high, never too low. Like, don't, don't go in and have, like – an emotional um, reaction to a game one way or the other because the, the, the film won't lie, you know? And so, you know, but I thought it was important in this one. I mean, two, two things came out of that game. One, Melissa Smith is okay, you know? And yeah. for me, um, that was the priority. And, you know, if there had been any question, um, you know, whether she wasn't okay to finish out that game, you know, we mm-hmm. – we, as much as that game mattered to us because it did, you know, we were a hundred percent invested in winning that conference tournament, um, especially at that moment. Um, but not at the risk of, of someone who's got like an incredibly good future ahead of them in basketball. And so, mm-hmm. 
Um, that's the greatest part about, you know, where we're at today is that Melissa Smith's knee is, is A-OK and, um, you know, it's not something that, that we have to worry about um, other than being a little bit sore. So, you know, but I think it's – I think everyone was disappointed in how we played. Um, and But I told them in the locker room after the game, like, hey, sometimes – Sometimes you just have to understand that there are some games you just got to throw in the trash. Like, we didn't play good basketball. Texas played great. Um, you know, let's tip our caps to them. Let's let's use this, you know, to hit the reset button, be focused, mm-hmm. and then let's go. Like, the one thing you don't want to do is overthink it to the point where you lose the confidence, um, you lose the momentum that you've built playing good basketball down the stretch. And we just really have played good basketball, um, you know, for the most part. Um, through late January and all of February. And so because of that, you know, it's like, let's, let's not let that affect, you know, where we're headed. And, you know, I think everyone is um, kind of motivated now to start fresh. You know, everybody's, everybody's zero and zero right now when it comes to the NCAA tournament. It truly is, you know, survive in advance. Um, you know, it, it, it's important to me that, you know, we, we, we get really focused on, understanding our opponent, understanding our game plans, because it's not the third time you're playing a team. Or for mm-hmm. Melissa and Queen and Kate, not the 14th time you faced Vivian Gray or, you know, someone in this league um, and where you feel like you know them and what they do and what we're going to do. So, you know, we have to be really focused on the details and and being prepared to, to keep growing. Um, you know, I know players always say it's, it's nice to have new opponents, and it is, it is, but – I also think there's like comfort and familiarity, you know, in terms of this is what a team does well. This is what they're going to do to us. You know, this is what we can expect. And, um, you know, so you have like a little bit more comfort in like your game plan. And and this is kind of a little bit more of a, Hey, well, what will they do? You know, how will they, will they double this? Are they going to, you know? And so, um, you know, kind of figuring those things out. Yeah. And I, 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 I had to be, I know the whole Baylor uh, family had a kind of collective gasp when uh, Nalissa went down. And I think from what I've kind of heard from Nalissa, she was just a little worried because it kind of, she thought she kind of hyperextended her knee to a certain extent. And I'm sure that's just worrisome when you feel your knee do that. What was the, um, uh, what was your conversation with her at halftime? And did she, I mean, like, how quickly do you feel like she kind of shook it off? Uh, obviously, it's great news that uh, you feel like other than some soreness, she seems to be, you know, 100%. Well, you know, I, um, I'm i really lucky. Um, I have an incredible trainer. Um, Shalisa has done this a long time. Mm-hmm. She's done it at the pro level. She's done it at the high division one level. Um, and I'm smart enough to know that whatever she says, um, I'm going to be okay with, you know, whether I like it or not, I'm going to be okay with. She said, um, I don't, we don't think there's any structural issues, um, you know, but she wants to give it a go. Let's see how it goes. And so that, that's yeah. the approach we took. She wants to go. Let's see how it goes. And if 30 seconds in, I thought if I would have thought she was laboring, um, you know, dragging it, um, you know, like we, we would have gotten her out and said, you know, your day is done. And, um, but instead, you know, I, and, and there was some conversation like, hey, she also has three fouls. Um, you know, do we not start her? Because there have been um, halves where I haven't started clean if she had three fouls. Um, yeah. And once I've done that with Liz, and I'm like, no, because I feel like if her knee is bothering her and we get her warmed up, I don't want her sitting down. And so it was kind of going to be the approach of let's just keep her going as long as she, you know, feels okay. And so um, so we did. You know, we played for that entire 20. 
And as as much as we struggled and had bad moments in that game, um, in the minutes that Liz played, we were only minus two. So you know, when, when when she was on the floor, we were we were competitive with Texas. When she wasn't on the floor, you know, we were less competitive. So you know, we know how important she is to us. Um, but you know, would have never risked winning and losing. You know, for for her to you know play on a bum wheel. Yeah, you know, I. There was something talking to Nikki Kyle in her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley show ESP in Central Texas. Uh, it's funny how those tournaments you you learn some things and see some different things. We we knew Caitlin Bickle was arguably uh, the best uh, uh, six woman in in the conference, and uh, she's just been tremendous for you. And, and honestly, plays like a starter, starter type minutes. Um, the, I, I thought that Oklahoma game was instructive in the sense that. That was the first time, Nikki, and, and you probably already had this realization, but, I mean, 21 points, uh, that was a career high for her. But I had that moment, because she just recently announced she is coming back next year, where I thought, you know what, she might she might be able to step into a starring role. It's just funny how you think of somebody as a reserve for years, and you don't really think you know, that next step. And yet, in that game, I mean, whether it was three-pointers, whether it was dominating down low, she kind of uh, she kind of took over that game. Have you seen that even recently? Thoughts of, and I know you can't really be thinking about next year, but when we kind of project Caitlin out, that hey, Caitlin might you know be able to take that next step and 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 be a star in this conference. You know, I don't want to put that pressure on her. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, what I can tell you is, I've known since the first day I watched her train um, that she was going to fit what we do. Um, and so, you know, probably better than what they've done here in the past. You know, she's not a true three, um, but, you know, kind of high-low system pounded into the post. You know, I, I, I don't know that, that that was as conducive to her strengths, you know. And so I'd, I'd be the first to say when you think about Caitlin Bickle coming here and Queen and Liz being in her class and Lauren Cox being ahead of her and Kalani Brown being ahead of her, I mean, those are great players <laughs> that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's no shame to be um, a reserve, you know, when you're playing behind those players. And I just knew she was going to impact us. I think if I have one disappointment at this year and not in her, just in the yeah. fact that from an effectiveness perspective, I believe she's more than capable of shooting mid 30% from three. Like, I don't know that she's a 45% three-point shooter, but, you know, like she just hasn't shot the ball well. Um, from three, she has shot the ball great. Her effective field goal percentage is good. She scores the ball at the rim. Um, she's occasionally going to get blocked because, you know, she's certainly not going to um, out-jump you. But, um, you know, she understands our offense. She's, she's our best screener. I mean, it's not even close. Um, you know, and she really um, does so many things to help this basketball team win games at, at both ends of the floor. And um, so do I think she can be a star? Um, I think what she can be is a player who um, can certainly get double figures. Um, mm-hmm. And whether that's star status, you know, I, I would say, you know, it's not like I, I think all of a sudden she's going to be up um, for the Katrina McLean Award next year. Um, but what I think is she can make, continue to make us a better basketball team with her leadership, um, with her understanding why we do what we do. And, you know, so many things that I, I've said this before, like, Pro system to me means taking the best advantage of the players that you have because in the pro game, you play to your superstars, you play to your best players, you put them in position to be successful. It's not system-driven. It's player-driven. So to me, my goal will always be 
put our players in the best position to be successful. Will there be common threads of ball screens and great spacing and all of that? Yes, but it could look a little bit different year to year based on who's out on the floor. And I think, you know, Caitlin being someone that I think we can play and use her as a facilitator um, differently, you know, than, than clean and lift. But we're not going to, like, run our playbook and operate our playbook this year based around Caitlin's strength, you know? I mean, it's just uh-huh. that there are certain actions when she comes into the game. I know she's a great high-low passer. I know I can run lobs for lists, and she's, she can dot somebody, you know? I, so, you know, if that makes sense, like, you yeah. know, I think that the playbook can change in terms of how we utilize her more than this year where we don't have a Caitlin Bickle package, you know? And I think when, when, when we do, when we only have a Caitlin Bickle play when she's at the three. You know, that's, that's uh-huh. Caitlin's package this year. You know, it's just I know there are certain things that can work better um, because she's such a good passer, um, you know, when she's in. Yeah, and, no, it's fascinating to, to think about it and think about what you can do. And I, I just I'm kind of like you. I, that one, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um Maybe first half when y'all were just um, – in my, I think it was in the Oklahoma game. It was, you know, I'm trying to get my Oklahoma schools mixed up. Y'all drilled them. We're up 23 nothing in the first quarter. But now against Oklahoma, there was one from the top of the key, and she just yeah, looked so comfortable. Yeah. 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 And I just thought, my gosh. I mean, that looked like nothing for her. You see some people shoot threes, and you're like, okay, they, they kind of got lucky on that one. And with her, it's just like, man, it looks so smooth and everything. So there are just some games where you guys, you know, get the ball, whip it around the corner. I mean, what y'all did to Oklahoma State was scary. I, I kind of, I honestly, for the first time, maybe ever felt bad for the opponent. I was like looking over there. I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I was the same way. I mean, we played some 2 3 zone. You know, like we have not. <laughs> played a possession of zone this season so you know we we played some two three zone and once we gave up two threes in it i was done with it but you know <laughs> we, were, we were okay um uh, but but there's some sense of okay here's a chance for us to work on it and you know a lot of it is you know i, I don't know that i felt as bad for the players as, as i think about it from a coaching perspective and uh-huh. um you know they had had a big win over texas tech the day before and you know i, I just felt like um, you know, Littell was coach of the year last year, and, you know, it, it's not my place to say what should or shouldn't have been done with him and his contract and his future. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I just think you're not human if you don't think about that a little bit. Like, how do you go yeah. from conference coach of the year to, you know, being let go in a season, um, you know, and, and, and knowing that I thought that team, you know, and, and the timing of the announcement, you know, before they go to the conference tournament, so, you know, a part of me, you know, had that. I was happy for them that, that they, you know, r- rallied and beat Texas Tech in that first game. And, you know, yeah. you saw the emotion from them. And, and um, but, you know, so so I, di- I did feel bad and I didn't feel bad. Like, you know, I think the closer <laughs> we got to shutting them out that quarter, the more, like, and it wasn't as if when we got to the point that um, we had an opportunity, we didn't slow it down to create fewer possessions. We were just playing, you know, and so – it just happened, and I thought when Lauren Fields missed two free throws, I thought to myself, oh, well, like, we, we may shut him out in this quarter. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think there were there were good moments in that game. I thought um, against Oklahoma, we simplified, we got really smart, and I've said it before, like, we, we ran horns about 100 times in that game, and I told our players at halftime until they changed how they were guarding it or figured out how to guard it. 
that I don't care how bored they got, we were just going to keep running it. We we're going to keep running it until they stopped it. And, um, you know, we missed a few shots, but they, they never really stopped it. And it just, it gave, if they weren't going to bring a double to lift, like she was just going to be able to operate in the lane all night long one on one against, you know, 5'10, 5'11 post players. So, um, you know, yeah. And then, you know, obviously in that game, we had the big, the big messy, you know, near ending. Um, but we've all moved on from that, too. <laughs> I, I find that healthy. I like the uh, Vic. Vic and uh, Coach Gerlich at uh, Tech earlier, you know, getting into it earlier this year. Maybe that happened a couple times. And then uh, I think you showed that if somebody says something uh, uh, not flattering to your players, that uh, you're going to have their backs. And so I thought all that was healthy. I had to laugh because I was watching you all, you and Coach Baranzik from afar, try to kind of uh, have that conversation and I, it was, uh, I was trying to, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I was across the court, but I had a pretty good view and to you it. Were I was kinda... lips. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I could tell yeah. she was apologizing, but it wasn't maybe the apology. Yeah, it was, uh, it may have not been the time to uh, the apology, you know, right after the, the incident, but, uh, but anyway, that'll, uh, that'll take care of itself. Well, uh, okay. So Hawaii, um, the, um, they, they come into Waco and, uh, uh, the, I mean, it's going to be kind of an interesting, uh, group of teams that are in us all miss as well. Um, what, uh, what have you been able to, uh, find out about them so far? And, and do you have any kind of history with any of their coaches or anything to get any kind of head start on, on preparing for that game Friday? Yeah. I mean, I do not have history with their staff, um, you know, when they went up on the board, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I, I don't even think I knew that they had won the Big West, um, but have certainly watched a lot of films since. Um, they they are a team um, that plays incredibly hard. Atwell is having an unbelievable season. Like, when I saw her name, I said to myself, I think she's an Aussie. Like, I remember when I was at Florida Gulf Coast, like, not recruiting her, but getting recruiting information on her. And I'm uh-huh. like, I wonder if that's the same kid. And sure enough, she's a fifth-year senior. Um, and, and so it was. Um, but she's a big West player of the year, six foot. Um, I would say if I were going to compare to fans who know our league, she's got some Ashley Jones in her. Um, she's going to post up. If you're a little bit smaller on her, she loves to step back. She can get really hot from three. Um, so has some of those tendencies. Um, certainly the player they play to and play through. Uh, but they're pretty deep. They play a lot of players. Um, they're going to shoot threes. They're not. They're not Iowa State. They're going to make about six a game, um, but they they really play a lot of four out and five out um, ball screen you a little bit and, and try to beat you off the bounce. And so, you know, our what we call our shell defense, being really good in gaps, being good one pass away, two passes away, um, you know, is is going to be key. Um, certainly, a team that we we are going to need to play through the paint, which we do with everybody, but from a size perspective, from an athletic perspective, you know, we certainly need to dominate the pain against this team. We need to dominate the boards against this team. Um, but yeah, I mean, watching them um, in the semis against Riverside, they really, they really were spread you out and, and did an amazing job um, in the semis um, of kind of showing like when they're on, when they're clicking, you know, what they can look like. And then they had a grind it out um, type game in the, in the finals. Um, but, you know, then you have, like, two contrasting styles. Like, that Ole Miss-South Dakota game is going to be great. Um, you know, Ole Miss, great great athletes, play incredible defense, physical, um, you know, and, and South Dakota is your 
what South Dakota doesn't give enough credit for is their defense, you know, because statistically it's really, really good. But they're kind of known more for their spacing and, and beating you with their, their screening actions and a little bit more of their motion type stuff. And so really contrasting styles, but two really good teams. I think, you know, South Dakota's won 25 of their last 26 games. You know, like they're they're pretty used to winning at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a really good um, – you know, sub-regional. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and it, it'll be fun to get the hometown fans. Kids are back from spring break. Baylor had their spring break last week, so uh, should uh, should be a nice crowd that gets out there and uh, get you guys started. The, the whole bracket as it came out, obviously, you probably wanted a one seed, but uh, I don't know if there's just – you know, a huge difference between one and a two. Some coaches have different thoughts on that. Uh, are you fairly pleased with with kind of the the road you've ended up on? I mean, there's no easy road at this point. Um, you're you're going to have to face some. But but are you are you generally pleased with how things have laid out? You know, I think that uh, I think Charlie Cream set us all up for this. You know, I think um, you know I know he'd moved us to the one line on Saturday. Um, certainly would have loved to have been on the one line um, to say that we were, but I think when it comes to the NCAA tournament, um, you know, it, it comes down to matchups, you know, and, and whether um, you're the two um, and, and you're playing, you know, the winner of Ole Miss in South Dakota or whether you're the one and you're playing the winner of Nebraska and Gonzaga, um, you know, you, you just you need to play well. And, you know, when you look at our bracket, like had we been reversed, we would just been on the top top side of the bracket rather than the bottom and you know we've been pretty good this year at working our way up from the bottom so you know I'm, I'm gonna um be grateful um you know I know in that first reveal we were we were in it but we were a four I think at the time and, and it's just shown like kind of our growth over that time period I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy that we're hosting and um do have a chance to play in front of our fans but I think you know you look ahead and which is really hard to do because you know I, I just think um, there's a lot of parity in women's basketball this year. So if you, you want to look ahead and say, you know, hey, we should have, you know, the revenge motivating factor against Michigan. But let me tell you, BYU and Villanova are good. Um, and so, you know, you just don't know, I think, in this year as much as any year, like, you know, who's going who's gonna to move on, you know, round to round. Yeah. Um, I think we may see more upsets than, than we've ever seen. And um, I thought there were two things certain with the NCAA tournament that UConn would be in Bridgeport and that LSU and Baylor would be in the same regional. Um, and so one of two is correct. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, and there may have been some logistical reasons why that didn't happen or S curve driven certainly, but you know, it just felt like two certainties because, you know, I know, <laughs> I know, uh, they love storylines. Yeah, yeah, I was. I think a lot of people were in shock about that. I'll say about Michigan. Um, I, I just think y'all are a different team at this point. You know, y'all are playing at a different level. So yeah, I, I, revenge or whatever. But and we saw what happened uh, uh, to Oklahoma after they'd beaten y'all twice. So I, I do think uh, I do think there's a different level you guys have uh, reached. And uh, who knows? Yeah, the LSU thing. Certainly, those of us who like delicious. Uh, uh, stories and talk radio and stuff. It would have been uh, brilliant, but uh, it'll happen at some point, you know, <laughs> down the road. Yeah. So uh, it'll it'll certainly uh, it'll certainly happen down the road. Well, Nikki, it's very exciting. It's a great time of the year. Uh, congratulations on a good tournament, a solid tournament run, and then uh, we will uh, we'll be excited about Friday's game. Awesome. Appreciate that. 
Come on, you let's bet. Come, come see us on Friday. Come yeah, see us yeah. on Friday. We'll get them out there. We'll sell some tickets. I saw the tickets go up today. We'll we'll move a few. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys have done another deal, and they have kept two of their big-time pass rushers. We'll tell you all about that next. <laughs> 